Hello everybody and welcome back to Eyes of the Mind. My name is John, that's Ian. Ho ho ho, people. Yes, because it's the holiday season. Happy holidays, Ian. Happy holidays, John. Merry oh. Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, we already passed. Ha- we already passed. Hanukkah. We already passed Hanukkah. We so, did pass Hanukkah. That's but true. Hope you had a happy Hanukkah to those of you who do celebrate uh, the yes. holidays and enjoy all the cold times for those of us who live in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, right. Also, not super jealous, I guess, of the people who live in the southern hemisphere because you know, a hot Look, Christmas just is kind of weird and discordant from our perspective when you get used to it. I don't know. Either way, I've been driving for Uber and I actually picked up a couple of Australian Australian girls who mentioned how they started they've started celebrating Christmas in July so that it'll be cold because otherwise they're walking around during Christmas in like you know Christmas themed bathing suits which seems really weird. But, I mean, you know. well, I mean, Overwatch is doing their like winter event right now and they yeah. brought a Junkrat skin and Junkrat for those who don't know is one of the characters who's Australian and he has beach gear. Yeah, no, I totally get it. <laughs> so. Either way, anyway, happy holidays. This is this is episode 73, uh, Unstable Talk in the Holiday Season, because we're going to talk a little bit about Unstable and a little bit about Rivals of Ixalan, because there was a official preview uh, that we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, and with that in mind, we're going to turn our eyes to the community real quick, because it's pre-release time again, with Rivals of Ixalan pre-release happening on the 13th of January. The PPR for Rivals is happening January 5th, which is another Friday, which I know sucks for you, Ian. Yeah, well, you know, such is yeah. life. Uh, featuring the Loading Ready Run crew alongside Chris Van Meter, Melissa DeTora, Ruben Bressler, and Evan Irwin. Yes, we got two of the three Magic Mike cast. Somebody works for Wizards, this time being the Melissa DeTora, Melissa DeTora, sorry, and CVM, who has done some excellent work. Um, over time with SCG tour stuff, but now works at Card Kingdom and mm-hmm. or Mox Boarding House. Apologies again. Um, but he so cool thing about Chris is those little like a uh, battle decks that Card mm-hmm. Kingdom Mox sells. He's like one of the people who puts those deck lists together. So he's brewing up a storm still. And if you want some of his cool stuff, check him out. They're pretty cool. Oh yeah. Uh, also, Star Wars came out recently. I haven't seen it yet. I did. So oh, I saw it Thursday. It opened. Nice. I uh, I I did no, rewatch. So, so, um, no, so no spoilers. I I need to see it again. I feel like it's it is a movie that I definitely need to go into again after having seen it because it's one of those like you're on you're you know you're tense the whole time you're watching it the first time through. It's like this time okay I've seen it. Let's see how this interconnects with each other. I want to do okay. that. But I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. I felt so okay. I'm on board with that. Uh, also, Eyes of the Community, Vintage Cube's out. I've done one draft, uh, you know, as one does. I've, I've, and... I've done a draft, but haven't played the deck yet. All right. Yeah, see, I, I can't do league play for Cube. I just, I, I can't. <laughs> well, I just jumped, I just jumped in the league because I wanted to, I was, one, drafting with one of Lindsay's brothers and also wanted to show another one of her brothers how to draft. Joe is a youngin. And he's yep. like, I don't know how to draft. I'm like, sit down. <laughs> We're going to learn. <laughs> Let me you- teach you how to draft in the most complicated format imaginable. <laughs> exactly. We're going to learn you in some draft with some hard cards. But we were yeah. teaching them. We, were, we weren't really teaching them like what the cards were doing. We were teaching them like kind of signals and like what on the wheel means and stuff yep. like that. He's like, what does on the wheel mean? It's like, well, we expect to see this come back around. It's like, oh. We can probably do an episode about that in the future. Terminology and stuff? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll put that on the short list. Seems legit. 
Anyways, let's talk about Unstable. Yeah. Uh, because it came out a few weeks ago, and I've done one draft, and you've also done a draft. Yeah, it's like next to impossible to find boxes now. Yeah, because uh, Unstable is, turns out, a lot of fun. It's really good. Yeah, it's magic, and it's funny, and it does all the other fun stuff that you would expect for from a magic set. So uh, so, so if you want to go into a have just a, like, you know, Cube is great for having a fun draft with powerful cards. If you want to just have a fun draft... Like a time where you will have fun. Yeah, like the the place where I drafted, we kind of, to be fair, there was a bunch of people who had loading ready run or desert bus attire. Like it was a good time because, you know, you see people with that kind of attire, like playmat wise. Somebody had the desert bus uh, shift playmat. Another one had one of the uh, the zones playmat from loading ready run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a good genial group of people. Plus, the store is really nice. And yeah, um, we were all like. Like to be like this is something you don't do in a regular kind of more competitive style draft, but since it was such a fun little draft, we were all like, "Yo, do you see this card?" Like, like we were like, we kind of already knew what people around us like general archetypes they were in. So we're like, "Yo, you're gonna like this card coming up." Like what? Just like you'll see. Just <laughs> like you'll just see. They'll open it. They're like, "Oh snap!" And they slam it on the table. It's like, "Yeah, I told yeah. you right." And they're like, "Yeah, you weren't wrong." Yeah, uh, I did my draft up at Comic City Two, which is uh, my local game store that I go to. Uh, we actually had three full pods fire for Unstable Draft, which was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Um, when I sat down to draft, I knew that I wanted to do one thing, and I wanted to do one thing only. Which is? I, wa- I wanted to assemble contraptions. Fair. Very fair. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't care about host augment. I didn't care about squirrels. I just wanted to assemble contraptions, see how they felt. So I looked at my pack one, and I saw Mario Kill was my rare. Ooh. And she's the six mana five five and with the ra- hybrid Rakdos... And yep. you could pay one in the right hybrid rectos to switch her and a kill bot from your hand. And I looked at her and I was like, this would be really cool, but I don't know how many kill bots I'm going to see. Turns out I only ever saw two kill bots in the entire draft. So that would not have worked out very well. Yeah. I have my own kill bots, Mario kill story too for my draft. But I did see it would work a double, which is two red, red sorcery assembled two contraptions. And I was like, we're doing it. So I took it and I proceeded to take almost every contraption or assembler that I could find in what were the open colors. And the open colors in my seat ended up being uh, blue and red. And so I built a blue-red contraptions deck. I had uh, a couple chipper choppers. Uh, I had two worker doubles. I had steam flogger temp. Uh, I also had steam floggery, uh, which I cast a few times. But both times I cast it, it's uh, six red-red for an instant. Roll six-sided die, assemble that many contraptions. I assembled six contraptions both times, oh. <laughs> and I had 12 contraptions in my deck, so I was assembling a whole bunch of contraptions um, with such uh, big hits as Oaken Power Suit, uh, which gives a creature plus X plus X, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. I had Gift Horse, which is roll two six-sided die, and you make a number of goblins equal to the difference. Uh, I had Goblin Slingshot, which uh, gives all your creatures plus two plus so and trample. And then I had a bunch of other ones. Like I had um, the one that gives your creature plus one plus one in flying. I had jamming I had- device, which is all your creatures, min- opponent's creatures minus one, minus one. Uh, I missed out on an arms depot, but I was really sad about that. Yeah, I had the one that gave plus one plus oh flying. I had one that did, did the returned card from the graveyard Yep, to your hand. The lackey recycler or the refibrillator? I think it was lackey recycler. Because lackey recycler puts it on top and then refibrillator puts it into hand. I don't remember. It was one of the ones. Yeah. Like, I had some recursion going, but, and then I yeah. had the, uh, oh, uh, the deals damage equal to the difference between the die. Oh, yeah. The thud whack thing. Yeah. The, th- yeah, I can't remember the one. It's like the whack a mole art. 
Yes. It was uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, my other highlights were I picked up The Countdown is at 1, um, which I was like, I just have to. I have to. I have to play this card. Uh, and then I also picked up in pack 3 a very cryptic command. Uh, this is the it was this was the one that count the first mode is counter black border spell one of the modes is uh, roll two d six uh, the target player mills that many um, I forget what the other two modes are of it um, it's not the Wayne England one it's the one with the 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 actual colored art yeah to be um, fair to be fair the Wayne England one is probably the weakest of the ones with the modes <laughs> yeah that's true but. The, the Wayne England one is still really good. Oh, no, of course. But, yeah. My first round, I played against someone who was playing green-black, and they were on the play, and they go, turn one, hangman. And hangman is the one, one for one that you have to, you know, the, uh, the controller picks a six to eight letter word, and then we play hangman, and if we ever guess the word, they have to sacrifice it. Um, and it got up to about a 5-5 five, five in our first game when I realized that when he was checking to make sure whether or not... Um, I had guessed correctly. He was looking at the back of the contraption card, and I figured out that he was that the word was counter, um, or counters, but it was plural. And then the second one was um, the second game that we, he played it. He chose lifelink, which it ended up not mattering because I killed him very very quickly. Um, but that was a really fun card to play with. Um, in that match, uh, I I played the contenders that won and won the sub game uh, because um, on turn. On his on their turn three, he played um, the uh, the two and a black two one that has flying as long as it's not touching the table. Oh, okay. And I killed it with super duper death ray. Nice. Which has trample, so it killed him. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and so that that resulted in me winning that sub game. Um, round two, I was playing against like uh, red. Another it was a it was another no, it was a blue deck. It was like blue black. I ended up losing because I lost a sub. I lost my second sub game, or I lost my first sub game in that match, um, thinking that I could get there, and then ended up nope, could not win the sub game. And then I won my last round playing against the host augment deck. I just had a, I was I actually got to assemble all twelve of my contraptions at once, uh, and I had a garbage elemental that was that had sixteen power. Oh boy! And it had frenzy as the ability, so it was going to be an eighteen power creature, and he was at like sixteen life, so. Ended up winning there. I went two and one, one and one in sub games. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was the deck was a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to draft it again, um, but I'm looking forward to doing that, like with friends or back at the LGS because I met because it was a lot of fun. I'm interested in trying out some of the other uh, the other things, especially after having watched the uh, the unstable PPR. Oh man, that so, was that was a heck of a blast. If you guys are in need of video content, go check it out on YouTube. Yeah, the PPR. It's like the unstable PPR is amazing. Eight plus hours of amazing footage. Let's put it this way: there was a two-headed, essentially a two-headed giant Shaharazad side game. Oh man, that uh, and that you can actually find that on its own as well. It's yes. its own YouTube video. Yeah, and there, there's also a bunch of side sub, uh, stuff they did outside of that with a few other LLR LRR crew members with the guests. Yeah, um, there was an Urza played in one of those games. It didn't do a whole lot. Um, but yeah, the, the, unstable, the unstable PPR is fantastic. Mark Rosewater was a blast. Uh, Wedge is a monster. Wedge, Wedge is a Wedge is a total <laughs> love mo- you, buddy. Wedge, Wedge had Spike. Let's we'll put it that way. That's how you got Shaharaz on there. Wedge had Spike. Yeah, yeah, love you, Wedge. But man, Jesus, that was 
Yeah, that was th- that, that was a thing. It's like here oh, I yeah. am, here I am, pedestrian thinking like, oh man, I'll bring a GTA and I'll bring you know, I'll bring in balance, you know, really mess with my opponent, or I'll bring I'll a Jace the Prime Mind e- Sculptor, or grab Primeval Titan, whatever. Nope. Can I? Can you hand me that Shahara's out over there? Who was oh, like, whoa, no. <laughs> it's like, why do you do this? No. Yeah. So apparently, so speaking of like Spike, as a quick aside, apparently there's a twin combo. If you have yeah. Spike. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that Twitter, that picture as well. There's a host creature, which is um, Eager Beaver. something Beaver. It's Eager e- Beaver. Eager Beaver. It's just two and a green, like a 2-2. Two, two. When it comes to play on tap target permanent. Yep. And you play it and you get Spike and then you go Spike, Splinter Twin, kill you. And you're just like, what? It's so beautiful and I love it. It's everything <laughs> I want to do in band magic. Yeah. Tw- Splinter Twin died for your sins so that you can make infinite beavers. But yeah, everyone was like, all right, how can I go infinite with Spike? It's like, well, that's one way to go infinite. <laughs> and that, that only involves one band card. My yeah. way was ti- it was key, Time Vault. Oh, yeah. And that, that requires a card that is several hundred dollars. Yes. And yeah. Meanwhile, Twin is cheap. <laughs> it is. It is. So, Ian, how did your draft go? So my draft was fine. I uh, I went one and two. Um, to be fair, one of them, my opponent just had a much better deck than me in round one. Round two, I lost because I had a model of five one game. And you know me and mana problems. They happen a lot. That's I true. started, I, I was ho- like, I mulled the five in one game and was absolutely hosed on one of my second colors in other games. So I just couldn't really play magic, mm. which kind of stunk. But... Uh, that aside, it was so much fun. I drafted like about five contraptions or so, like a couple, just middle of the road contraptions, nothing super crazy. So I wasn't yeah. really looking to do a whole lot because I didn't really, I had the, uh, the kill spell. Uh, which kill spell? There's a lot of those. Uh, the one that assembles a contraption, destroy target. Oh yeah. The, uh, finders keepers. Yeah. I had finders keepers. I had one of those. Um, I ended up picking up like three steady handed mooks. Ooh, man. Let me tell you what. That card, even though it's a 1-1 for 3 mana, it's got death touch, let alone the yeah. contraption thing. I absolutely altered my opponent's game plans when I stuck that thing. Because they're like, well, can't not going to attack into a death touch. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I actually had a couple different recursion effects. Like I mentioned I had the one that you can return it. I also had, uh, God, what's the, the host that you basically flicker it? Oh, the the or, ordinary pony. Yeah, I had the pony. I had two ponies, so I basically would bounce. I bounced the mook a couple times. I would like it would die. Nice, it would, nice. I would I would make a good block. It would go to the graveyard, and then I would assemble the contraption. The next turn, it gets put on my library, so I could draw it, play it again, assemble another contraption. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. I had like like three or like one game. I assembled four contraptions off of one single handed mook. Yeah, <laughs> or one single mook because you just. Boop, 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 boop. So yeah, a lot of the contraption assemblers are fine on their own. There's a few that are like a little questionable. Like I was really questionable about about wrench rigger, the R one one. Yeah, that assembles a contraption when it comes into play. But no, I, I, I'm not. And I'm saying that card's really good. And but. I'm not saying steady handed mook is a great card because it's a three mana one one. But, but it's got death touch, and that's good. But yeah, the death touch is really its saving grace, and it it's a common. And it, here's another thing too is. So I also ended up with just a last pick in like pack one. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, secret base for the League of Dashly Doom, which That's pretty cool. is the one with the light bulb, which is what the steady hand mook is in. Plus, hey. so I like regardless of colors, like if I was able to hit that, like 
it would like it turns out a lot of the cards I drafted outside the augments were basically just the Dashley Doom cards. So I went white black, um, white black augmentish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got to kill somebody with the boa, <laughs> the snake. I actually I actually have a foil one uh, right now in yeah. front of me. I uh, so it's just when it enters the battlefield, you roll a single sided die and they lose life. Yeah, yeah, I killed Lindsay with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I also oh. so I went. Lindsay also went too, and I got the unenviable O two O two. I got the O two bracket pair up against Lindsay, so it's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. It's like you go to a draft and you get paired against your girlfriend. You're just like, man, I was not hoping for this. <laughs> yeah, that you, you you never enjoy it when you go to a draft and it's like you come come there with your friend and then you sit down and you go oh we're playing each other yeah this is awkward but i went i did splash into red because pack three pick one the countdown was at one the countdown is at one Ian. so i was like oh i gotta take this don't i and they're like what and i like showed like i said mentally like we we're kind of casual so i like showed them like i gotta take this right and they're like oh yeah absolutely play <laughs> have fun play sub game i'm like heck yeah and then I also like two pack two or three picks later, I ended up getting past a the big idea. Who's a, who is absurd by the way? I never got to play him, which was well, a okay. shame. So with the big so the big idea is four red red for a four four brainiac. You can pay two hybrid red black hybrid red black tap him to roll a six sided die and make that mini one one brainiacs. Yep. And then you can tap three brainiacs so that whenever you roll a die, you roll two die and you combine the risk and you use the combined result yeah that gets out of hand real quickly yeah because let's let's say that and there's other brainiacs in the set aside from just you know the big idea and the tokens well to be so fair let's, steady handed oh mook's not a mook's a rigor i did have another brainiac in the deck yeah there's paniac and then there's um uh inhumaniac those are the two that i can think of off the top of my head yeah but um but so you tap three and you roll two die. Sure. Whatever. If you have six and you tap all six of them, not counting big idea because big idea has to tap, then you're not just rolling, you know, three. You're not rolling three die. You're rolling four die. Yeah, because it Cause scales for, exponentially. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, what's going on? There's so many things that can go crazy with the big idea that the big idea is insane. Because remember, wait, all right. So the reason and first one, oh, my God, how does that work? It's it's kind of simple, really. So when you're when you roll two die. Each separate die becomes an instance of a dice being rolled. So therefore, one dice becomes two dice, and then each one of those dice becomes two additional dice. And yeah. of those two additional dice, the, yeah. It, so it literally, if you're able to untap or you have eight mana, it gets gross. Oh yeah. So I yeah I think that um, my big thing with a lot of the cards in in Unstable is that they're very easy to read. There's very few aside from like very cryptic command. Where it's you can you read it and you just know what it does. Oh, and I yeah. think that's I've, one of the big strengths of Unstable is that it's very intuitive and it makes it from a rules perspective, like from a judging perspective, a lot easier I to mean, kind of make conclusions about. To be fair, you do have the Grand Calcutron, which is kind of weird, and you have Rules Lawyer, but those are some outside cases. But usually, yeah, usually if you read the card, it's there. Um, My favorite question was involving um, the really epic punch. <laughs> Because oh, it's, it's, because yeah, it says it's the creature per- gets plus two plus two. It's a it permanent say until plus, end of turn. Oh, it's a permanent plus two plus two. Yeah, I had, I had I had a friend ask me. It's like so. This it doesn't say until end of turn. I'm like, yeah. So does it go away? No. But they're not counters. Nope. <laughs> they're like, okay. 
Yeah, like literally, why would I have my my opponent punched me once with that? One of my guys, mm. and I just he was like, so this guy also gets counters too. How many? I'm like, dude, just put the just put a two dice in front of the card, so basically between me and the guy, and I will absolutely know that that means it has a plus two plus two on it. Yeah, because sometimes now you people, mentioned that. You- yeah, right, go ahead. Well, and then so one of my opponents that punched me actually gained seventy four life that game. Oh. They stuck a turn one squirrel host. I forget the name of it, but it was oh, like, no, so there's there's the or there's the the kitten. Oh no, it was the right? kitten. No, it was the kitten. It was yeah. the kitten. Yeah, that's what it was. And then and they, then they have the and then is the squirrel whatever creature enters the battlefield. I think it was. That's where I was thinking. Yeah, it sounds like half squirrel, half kitten is what is what you got. Beat yeah, with. they got half squirrel, half kitten. So basically, anytime any creature entered the battlefield, they got to roll a six sided die and gain life equal to that. And the thing is, is they weren't just hitting ones and twos; they were hitting four, fives, and sixes like every roll. Oof! It was it was gross. <laughs> I I agree. It I was, sounds disgusting. I, was, I actually got to play a countdown at one side game. In that game, won the side game. So the chances of me like being able to actually come back from that weren't awful because every damage I was doing was worth double. But no. by that point, I was at like 10 or 11 life and they were at 75 or something Oof. like that. And, or they were, no, they were like 90 something. And I was just like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. I'm just going to scoop. <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned that you also had a Mario Kill story. Yeah. So Mario Kill um, in the draft. I saw one coming around from my left to my right in pack two, and I was like, I was already solidly, I had already, I was already solidly in black, and I'm like, well, I could just hybrid mana this. Is, she's fine, but to that point, I hadn't seen any kill bots. Two packs, of course, I pass it. She makes it around a table, like four things. Oh, I should also mention my draft was a ten person draft, which was yeah, ten really ten person pods make things every makes everything weird. Yeah, well, the thing is, they had the sort of twenty nine people, so it was either split it up into like a couple smaller like six and seven person pods or they just did a nine and ten person pod we're just like unstable's goofy let's just go with huge yeah they, they asked everybody in stores like hey what do you guys want to do smaller pods or big pods we're, we all kind of looked around we're like big pods because it you know we're just there to have fun so it wasn't like oh my god yeah, it, was, it wasn't a huge deal yeah we weren't playing for like fnm stuff though they did they were giving away those really cool prints and i didn't get one no, oh, I'm sorry. That's a shame. I, I did get. I, I got the Earl of Scroll token though, or card or promo, yep. which was nice. I was happy I got that. Um, the Earl of Scroll. The yeah, Earl of Scroll. The Matt, Cav- <laughs> Matt, Matt, the Matt Cavada art, so good, so good. Um, so I actually also had a Hangman played against me, and this is actually something I should have asked a judge about. I was just curious. I'm like, so my opponent had the had a word spelled correctly under their flap, mm-hmm. where they kind of were looking at it and stuff, but she spelled it wrong and missed mm. the letter in the dashes. Mm. So I basically had no idea what word it could have been because it was spelled incorrectly. And even mm. if I had started guessing letters and would recognize it and like, it's one of the, I forget what it was, but it began with an R and it ended in I O N or something like that. And I was like, hold on a second. She's like, what? I'm like, you missed an O I think. And I'm like, she's like, <laughs> Oh no, and I'm like, yeah, that was, yeah, that's why I had no idea what the heck word was. She's like, oh no, yeah. I'm sorry, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, ended up it, I lost that rounder, but it was like, it was just kind of one of those like, should I have called a judge about that? Because like, I mean, probably, but it is unstable. So yeah, I, you know, I crazy things happen, right? And like, I wasn't, I'm not trying to, you know, eco win out 
just because it's like you spelled a word wrong your card beat me because of this i'm like oh i'm not that much of an ass when it comes to this kind of thing so also if you're being that much of an ass when you're playing unstable do you do you not get the point right exactly that's why i didn't <laughs> care I'm, i was like if this was any other serious thing i'd call because that seems kind of weird and cornerish but this wouldn't even be a corner case in a regular set so i don't care so like, yeah, you sure about that i'm like i'm like it the card name is hangman you're we're playing hangman <laughs> in magic it's fine yeah there's a lot of really really cool things that happen in unstable I, and it is a lot of fun but yeah i just i was just like you know what Eh, it's whatever but yeah i totally misread my seat though so like i said it's a 10 person draft so 10 person drafts are weird anyway turns out there's a lot of people drafting black and white in my corner and nobody was drafting blue in my corner everyone was drafting blue at like the opposite end of the table mm. so like i passed like i swear like three novelementals um yeah novelementals the, what's the good. what's the unblockable guy oh geez oh the um the defective detective yes like Within four packs, I passed three of them. Oof. Like, I was just like, oh my god, I could have just been taking all of these and having just an, a Nutter Butter aggro deck. So my buddy Jeff, um, he was one who invited me and Lindsay to the store. So he, so the guy I lost who was actually sitting next to me at the end of the table to my right. And mm-hmm. then Jeff was sitting downstream of me to my left two spots. There was a person between me and Jeff. So right. the person between me and Jeff was going green-white augment. Or mm-hmm. no, it was like green black augment and opened right. up like one of the hydras which was awesome the guy next to me was going green white with augment the person across from me had black bl- black red and i'm like Bleh. yeah <laughs> misread the colors but yeah jeff ended up like game round one i looked over at like 30 minutes 30 like 30 minutes left in round and he was already standing over watching games i'm like what the heck he just turns out he just built like a nutter butter blue white aggro deck that just like smashed face it was just like Novelemental, Chipper Chopper, whatever, kill you. Yeah, he had a he had a very cryptic command too, and I was like, dude, sick. But yeah. yeah, I can't really I can't really complain. Like the draft was really fun. Um he we opened some prize packs with him. We went out to some for some burgers afterwards. We did a couple like what would you pick out of this pack? And one of his packs was an Urza, so that was pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh I actually have two very cryptic commands now. I have the that one and I don't remember what other very cryptic command I have. Oh, and we need It's to not talk. it's not the Wayne England one. And we need to talk for a second. What's up? About how insanely gorgeous these lands look in person. Oh yeah. Get the the unstable lands all look insane. They look great online, but these are definitely a case when you actually are holding them, you're like, "Whoa." They still kind of don't look like magic cards. Yeah, it's very much a wait. What is this again? I huh. So, so to be fair, like that kind of sentiment, like this doesn't look like a magic card, also hits me with the unglued, the first one. Yeah, the very first ones where it had like the really weird border and the picture's not super huge inside of it. Yeah, like those kind of things, like also kind of just like don't look like magic cards to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas the unhinged full arts did have the kind of the stylized like the black border and the little tiny land thing at the top and had a little bit of the line at the bottom so they still like they just like took the land picture frame and blew it out but it still had a magic quote-unquote frame ish to it yeah but these were just like border to border oh also side note with these lands do sleeve your cards when you're playing with them because apparently if you stack them next like stack them they actually the the color kind of bleeds into it 
I mean, they are called full bleed prints, so. Yeah. Because, like, people were putting, like, <laughs> stacks of, like, 20 plus, like, down, and you can see just, like, the color yeah. through it. It's not, like, white side like you would if you see any color card, because, like, you'd see the white center. Yeah. I was lucky because I opened uh, I opened slash traded for exactly the right amount of basics for my storm deck. Oh. So I have three unstable islands and one unstable mountain in my storm deck now, and it looks pretty. Yeah, Lindsay actually opened and just took – she was like, well, I could this be good for my deck, but like I just have to take this full art planes that's foil. <laughs> yeah, like, no, the full, art, the full art foils are like 40 to $60. So, it's, like, yeah. it's like you take the $50 bill. Uh, there was someone in uh, the other pot at my store that opened a foil island. Ooh. So, yeah. Now, that's like a $100 card. <laughs> I think it was still 60 when I last checked, but that's yeah. beside the point. Either also, way. Uh, I found out which other uh, very good command I have. Um, I have the return target permit to its controller's hand, draw two cards, then discard a card, change the target of target spell to a single target, or turn over target non-token creature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That last one's funny. It is. Uh, the other one that I had was counter target black bordered spell, return target creature to its owner's hand, untap each permanent you control with a watermark, uh, roll two six-sided die that target player puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, or X is the total of those results. Huh. So I have D and E of A to F. So. If you mess, if you had like uh, dice altering effects for that Oh, that'd mill, be very good. For the mill? <laughs> I cast very critical bank twice and I rolled five both times. Nice. Nice. Anyways. Uh, I think that does it for our unstable talk. We highly encourage you to go out and draft it for yourself. But we have had a few Rivals of Ixalan previews um, that have come out. But the big one that came out recently was thanks to Aaron Forsyth, who previewed for us Vona's Hunger. Two black for a rare instant. It says each opponent sacrifices a creature. Uh, it says if you have this city's blessing, instead each opponent sacrifices half the creatures he or she controls rounded up. And how do you get the city's blessing? Well, it also says Ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. So Ascend is a new keyword that is coming out in Rivals. And so we've already seen some of the tokens and stuff through... Uh, WPN. Okay, we actually did see the WPN now. Yeah, uh, okay. they, they, they've officially shown us the tokens. Okay, I cool. Because for, for a while there, there were little surreptitious leaks that happened in terms of tokens. For some but, reason, somebody in the WPN network always takes pictures of the of the things and always reveals them, and it's just like, why? Come on, do you really care? Do you really care about that that much about like Reddit karma? Come on. But anyway, so we were all like, "What does the city's blessing do?" Because it literally just had like one of the spires of Varazka in it, and like just a little flavor text. There was nothing on the on the card that like it was not like Monarch, where it's like you become the monarch and you know, draw a card to be in your end step. And if you get damaged, you give the monarch away kind of thing like that. It was just like, Nope. City's blessing. I was like, what? It does nothing, but apparently it does. And it's on the cards that count. So, yeah. uh, uh I, this appears to be like the monarch esque mechanic that Mark Rosetter tried to put into Ixalan itself. And they found a way to make it, to put it into, um, rivals. That's not in this, in the same, um, execution as monarch. Yeah. So what people are, thinking is going to happen is they've kind of they're doing a somewhat scars of mirrodin or what's it called not scars of mirrodin um well scars block in terms of uh new phyrexia slash uh mirrodin pure mm. where where everyone was like oh support one of the sides and we'll do it like no it was always new phyrexia it was always going to be new phyrexia mirrodin was always going to lose it turns yeah. out um but this one they might actually affect the story it seems like they're leaving it relatively open-ended 
Like mm-hmm. people, so this is just pure supposition at this point where we think this is going to be like a cycle of ascend based off of each of the different groupings on the plane where it's represented by a card that has ascend that if you, you know, do the 10 or more permanence thing, remember it counts lands. Yep. Cause the land is a permanent. Um, it also counts treasure. Treasure is a permanent. Um, so maybe each one of the people and each of the different groupings of like, you know, dinosaurs like, lol. like we'll get like gishath's whatever tashana's whatever and what and so on yeah or and like uh something from the pirates yeah something for the sun empire well, and yeah. all that kind of thing so there's been a um geocaching thing that's coming that they've announced that kind of like what they did with ixalan the little geocache tags where they said hey whoever you know might win this based off of this geocaching game maybe it'll set up they have a couple different stories for like you know the the fate of the plane yeah but it won't be represented in cards necessarily so that way they've learned that from their mistakes from new phyrexia where hey we can make a magic story of hey this is what happens to the plane once we left and then they can deal with it in down the road kind of thing yeah because like i have a feeling the story is going to resolve with something happening with the magic of keeping planeswalkers on the plane breaking I think that's very it, – it seems like that they can't have stick around for too long. Yeah. And I don't think that – well, e- okay, with the change of blocks no longer being a thing and everything being a single set, they could have like a one-set reverie to Ixalan where it's like, oh, b- by the way, it's gone now. But I feel like they're going to end it here and someone is going to come and see Vraska and Jace or be like whatever, but – yeah, well, we'll it's, it's only gonna. I, I would, I would assume the story would be something kind of like you know, an epilogue, mm-hmm. like Ixalan epilogue. We'll get it eventually, but yeah. it's this. This card is absolutely going straight into my vampire EDH deck. I mean, of course, it has Vona on it. Why wouldn't you? Well, no, not just that. Think about it. Each opponent sacrifices half of the thi- creatures. Yes, it also it also has the magic word each. Yes, <laughs> which because. Is the- because Edgar Markov, every time you cast a vampire, makes it dude. So if you have, like, five lands and have cast, like, four vampires, you're basically there. Uh, by the way, the City's Blessing was revealed because it's one of the FNM promos. Uh, there's the there's a Merfolk treasure. There's a City's Blessing uh, with, element, with an elemental on the flip side, which cares about the card Rekindling Phoenix, which we haven't seen. Uh, and then the Illusion with a Sapperling on the back. Yeah. The 2-2 oh, okay. illusion from Jace. Speaking of double-sided tokens, the ones in Unstable, so cool. Foil on so one cool. side, just straight full bleed art on the other. Excellent. I thought that they might be foil on both sides, but I do like the full bleed on the backside. So. I love the full bleed on the backside. I also have two Stormcrow tokens, so I'm happy. So, nice. anyways. Uh, I think that's going to kind of wrap it up for this. It's a little bit of a short one this time. Uh, well, well, all right. So, before I know we mentioned yeah, the cube. Before we, before we wrap it up fully... Sure. Do you have any holiday magic plans? Uh, not set in stone. I'm probably going to draft cube a few more times because uh, the one cube I did, I drafted a great deck and then summarily lost to opposition. So that's something that I want to fix. You saw the – I didn't even put it together yet, but I drafted a bunch of cards. Yeah. We I saw, I, one, it was went, green, red stuff. Oh, no. It was pack one, pick one, Leovold, and we just ended up sticking with, like, kind of Sultai-ish stuff. But there's really not a whole lot of... We have a Hostage Taker, a Leovold, mm. and a Consecrated Sphinx, and that's the only blue. So we might just be able to go straight green-black. We got Tooth and Nail, Crater Hoof Behemoth, a couple Mana Dorks. So you're doing it. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Got a and couple then, mana mana rocks. I'm also so yeah, keep going. And then I think I'm, I might head up to the LGS, play some commander, play some un, unmander with the uh, the uh, uncards being legal. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, I'm actually playing EDH with Lindsay and a couple of her brothers. We all decided not to play with any of the unstable cards because we just didn't feel like purchasing and augmenting our already constructed EDH decks to include other cards. So. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably also be playing some Highlander because Lindsay's brothers have some of her, her brothers have Highlander decks. Uh, I'll be facing, I know for already fa- fact, we facing the Jeskai midrange mirror, which is going to be fun and interesting. So we'll see how that goes. And, <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> and uh, de- depending on if he gets it in on time, one of her brothers, I kind of might've gotten them like really interested on Delver in uh Ooh. Uh, what's it called? Popper. Ooh. <laughs> so I might I might get to fight in Popper as well. So Ooh. oh, and they have um one of her brothers has a box of iconic masters. We might draft whether it's Winston or small draft. We'll see. Uh, I had fun with a five person pod where everyone had four packs. That was Ooh, fun. I might have to bring that up. But yeah, it it should be interesting. I'm gonna be yeah. playing a lot of Magic with Lindsay's family. There you go. <laughs> Which is fun. Anyways, Ian, if people wanted to find you on social medias, where can they do so? You guys can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And you guys can also find me on Twitch streaming. Um, speaking of like playing with Lindsay's brothers, I'm actually probably going to do an actual full draft, full-on draft with one, two of Lindsay's brothers and Lindsay maybe a couple times while I'm out up here in New York with them. So that's it, twitch.tv slash Dix, D-I-X. Um, look for that. Follow me on Twitter first, though, to find out when I'm doing it. But also follow the Twitch channel. I just broke a thousand followers on Twitch, which is great. Hey, yeah, it was nice. Congrats. Had a nice push. I was like, yeah, we're like a couple followers, like you know, like ten followers away. And then the next thing I know, I'm like thirty followers over. I'm like, heck yes. There I'm, also go. gonna, I'm also going to try and push for affiliate before I go to training at the end of January. But we'll see how that works. Anyway, John, yep. where can I find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at jwiley129. That is J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. I'm also on Twitch at the same handle. If you see me in a chat room, don't hesitate to say hi. Uh, a lot of my time recently has been taken up with uh, Eternal uh, because they had a new expansion come out uh, literally on Monday. Um, and so I've been brewing and playing with it and trying to figure out what things are doing. It's a tribal set. And tribal sets are fun. Yeah, you've been going uh, straight ham on Eternal stuff. Yeah, seriously. Though, like, I if you, have. If you're like anywhere interested in Eternal... John has been just going ham on that stuff and check out his stuff. We'll definitely have to talk Eternal sometime. More than what I did for that little one shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially I mean, now that there's – that. one of the things I'll say about the Dusk Road before we officially kind of close uh, is that they have a mechanic in the new set that is, I can honestly say, the most Eternal mechanic that I can say that they've made that differentiates it distinctly from both Magic and Hearthstone. Yeah, I know you meant you told me about that one. Um, but yeah, maybe like I said, so I'm going to be going to some army training. I'm, I'll probably bring my mic with me, and my laptop. I should be able to have internet down there. But if there's a week where I can't do it because of work considerations, you should absolutely go ham and get somebody. You know, we'll see if we can get some people in uh, to talk about Eternal. All right, I'll put some feelers out. Maybe some people I know. We'll All see right. how it goes. But anyway, anyways, thank you so much, if, everybody. Yeah, and also if you want to reach the podcast directly. You can do so on Twitter at Eyes in the Minds, or if you have an email for a more personal question, shoot us an email at eyesinthemines at gmail.com. We love to improve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. Uh, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Ian, I'm John. 
Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.